The Money Heroes Podcast from Young Money, supported by HSBC UK. Hello and welcome back to the Money Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hart, financial journalist and father of three, in that order. Over the past eight months, with the help of financial education experts and parents, I hope we've provided impactful support to increase your child's confidence and ability to develop their financial capability and build healthy money habits as they get older. Hearing both perspectives from financial education experts and parents has definitely been thought-provoking. It guided me to build my own confidence in approaching money talks with my children, involving them in everyday household decision-making and giving them the opportunity to contribute to real-life situations. It also helped me understand the need for starting as early as possible, whether that's through interactive play and scenario-based activities or giving my children the responsibility to manage money on their own. I really hope that this podcast has also empowered you to begin or expand money talks with your families. We'd love to hear how your journey with Money Matters at Home is going. Hashtag Money Heroes on Twitter so we can see your responses. And thanks for all your feedback so far and your participation in the Money Heroes program. It's been great hearing that you're enjoying the activities and resources on offer. Now, this is our last episode of the season before we take a short break for the summer. And what a season it has been. We've had a whole range of financial education experts join us on the podcast to demystify the world of money and discuss the value of the Money Heroes program and financial education at an early age. Matt Carr, author of our Key Stage 1 Ed and Bunny storybooks, and Emma Norrie, author of our Key Stage 2 Super Stories for Money Heroes chapter book, also joined us to talk about developing children's money management attitudes and habits through books and storytelling, taking children on a learning adventure through the characters. And lastly, we had the privilege of being joined by Olympic cyclist and children's author Sir Chris Hoy and Paralympic cyclist Dame Sarah Storey, both parents of two, on their experience of introducing financial education at home and using the Money Heroes activities. In this episode, we'll be taking a trip down memory lane, where I'll be highlighting some of our guests' top tips on developing financially capable children. Don't forget to take advantage of our free activities and storybooks to keep your children occupied during the summer break. All you need to do is register at moneyheroes.org.uk and request the free books through your dashboard. The Money Heroes team are working hard at developing more exciting resources, oh, and spoiler alert, including a board game and a digital game for the new academic year. Stay connected. You don't want to miss out. The Money Heroes Podcast. Developing financially capable children together. So in the very first episode, seems like it was only yesterday, we welcomed Russell Winnard, Director of Programs and Services at Young Enterprise, to introduce the topic of financial education. I asked Russell why it's important to start developing children's financial capability from an early age. So for me, it can make a substantial difference. We know that we have a, a serious issue with, with debt within the UK and many other countries around the world. For me, financial education is, is a preventative method, something which can stop young people 
getting themselves into that that point at which there's a there's a real spiraling problem of of debt and becoming um a victim of scams and fraud etc so i i see it as a, a life skill really important life skill that that all young people should be aware of and and develop that that capability in a recent episode professor tina harrison also highlighted this Developing financial skills is really important at a very young age. And, and that's not just me saying that. I think there's plenty of research evidence that shows how important it is to develop those skills with young people at a young age and to keep developing um, throughout life as well. I think developing financial skills is it's a lifelong process and it also helps to build those firm foundations for later life in adulthood. Um, you know, developing skills in learning how to develop healthy attitudes towards money, um, learning about how to spend money wisely, um, learning and developing savings habits. You know, all of these things are so important as key foundation blocks to develop good financial management for later in life. When it comes to what the most appropriate age is to start introducing money management skills to our children, I asked Chris Hoy and Dame Sarah Story their parental perspectives. This next generation and the generation after, um, some of them may not even ever touch money. So it is very, very important to teach them the value of it. Well, I guess, first of all, the, the biggest obstacle I think we face now is that we don't see money. So I can't remember the age that they were, but when it was like, Mum, why are you doing that? And um, you start to introduce the concept of money and why, you know, it's needed and it's part of life. So, yeah, I suppose between the age of one and two, when they first start asking that question, why are you going to work? It's probably the first point you start talking about the, the concept of money. It started around Christmas time last year and, and it's, it's kind of growing and growing. But it's interesting, once that concept or once that notion of money starts to, to sort of, the seed starts to grow, it's the, the interest definitely starts to, to, to sort of grow over time. I also asked our financial education consultant, Emma Ward, formerly Higgins, the same question. When is the right time to start introducing and developing children's financial capability? I totally agree that it's really important from an early age. I've battled for a very long time, Johnny, about to people that say, oh, well, they're too young. They don't understand. They absolutely do understand. They do understand that things yeah. cost money and they do understand what is the difference between a need and a want. You just have yeah. to spend a little bit of time to put it into their context. Both our financial education experts and parents agree that money management skills should be introduced from early years and continue to be developed as children grow older to ensure they build healthy money habits for the future. The big question is, who should be responsible for teaching children about money? Is it mainly the schools or do parents have a role at home too? Here is what our guests had to say. I think there is, there is a joint responsibility and I think parents and carers in the family home, there is an equal responsibility to, to what we're able to do within schools through, through teachers and, and others in school. The, the learning is very different, actually. What, what you're able to do within the family home is more of that experiential learning. It's more observation, involvement in practical tasks. It's real. Whereas in, in school, do, doing the real stuff can be really quite challenging you know using real coins and notes for example in schools not always possible 
going out to the shops and, and having those real interactions around money, that's not possible in school. Very possible in the, in the home. Mm-hmm. I think bringing both of those approaches together in a collaborative way, that's where we really see the greatest impact on that financial capability of the young person. I'd always encourage parents to start with financial education as early as possible because introducing money also reinforces some simple number recognition skills and we tie that in with identifying different coins um, and addition sort of early on with you know a little bit of help when needed so children can soon start to experience making financial choices and decisions if they're given the chance to decide what to spend there you know one or two pounds or more on up to giving older children um, experience of managing a budget. I think it's really important that it's a subject matter outside of school as well because there is only so much you can do within that perimeter fence of a school boundary you know being out and about in everyday life the different situations you'll find yourself in as a family and each family will have their own way of managing that household account so that everyday life um, situation really helps make that learning come to life. As a dad myself I know it can be a bit overwhelming introducing a new topic to the kids. There can be days when we struggle to engage our children, or we're so busy working when we get home in the evening, we're not in the right headspace to introduce a new topic to them or start conversations around money. Teaching children um, about finances during a pandemic has to be the hardest time, especially for families who've um, experienced um, job loss and and, and aren't able to find a new job and have had to change their whole household way of doing things in terms of the finances. It's a heartbreaking situation and it's a situation that, you know, you have to tread very carefully, especially with younger children, because it's, you know, so complex. Parents, you might have other children, you might be, you know, single parent, you might be working, might be doing different shifts. I think, and there's a lot of guilt and expectations around parenting and sort of competitiveness and all sorts of things. I asked our guests, how can we ensure children get the most out of their financial education at home without feeling the pressure? Particularly with having had um, the last year of homeschooling, I think the parents are particularly feeling that the pressures. Um, I would say there's absolutely no need for parents to feel that they need to be financial experts in order to teach their children good money attitudes and, and, and simple money skills. Just involving the child in conversations, in the um, household decisions around where money is spent and how money is spent. I think the biggest thing is to ask questions, but those for those questions to be open and to really listen to what the child is responding back with. Uh, so many times you hear parents saying, oh, you know, I asked them when we're getting home from school about what they've done at school and they always say, oh, I don't know or I can't remember direct those questions to be specific about have you learned something new today what is that would you like to teach me and make it so that again it's that relationship it's that conversation rather than you just constantly asking questions we know that money's everywhere we know that it's very rare for a day to go by where money doesn't have some kind of impact in our lives so use the idea of choices if you're doing your weekly shop if you're out and about have your children with you, talk, think out loud, explain what you're doing. We think about value all the time. I think as soon as your child is able to listen to a storybook, you can read them a a story that has something to do with money in it, like one of the wonderful stories in in the Money Heroes resources, for example. If you haven't already requested your free copy of the Money Heroes Ed and Bunny Key Stage 1 Picture Books by Matt Carr, 
and Key Stage 2 Super Stories for Money Heroes by Emma Norrie, pop us an email at moneyheroes at y-m.org.uk. These are a fantastic way to get your children speaking about money. Replace your bedtime storybooks with the Money Heroes books to get a quick financial education lesson in. I do think the reading, half an hour reading with your kids at night before they go to bed, reading to them is the, I mean, that's as good a start as any. We're sadly coming to the end of the episode. But before we go, I asked our financial education experts if there was just one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone listening to this podcast, what would it be? It's more about doing what is right for you. And as we said before, it's about those those values, those behaviours, those ethics, and making sure that they come through in terms of your financial decision making. Um, we we should never teach that there's a there's a right way to manage your money or there's a there's a right balance between spending and saving. There's there's not. It's down to every single individual. If it's manageable, um, then that's great. If it's unmanageable, then that's where we, we begin to get a problem. I think it's also difficult sometimes for us as parents, but important to allow children to make their own decisions with their money. So even though we might like to jump in and say, no, I don't think that's worth it. Actually, you know, if necessary, give our children the chance to experience a little bit of buyer's remorse and seeing that, you know, once they've bought that one thing, they can't get something different because that can be a really effective learning tool for future spending decisions. And I think my biggest piece of advice on this is don't hide anything. There is no point um, making your child nervous about having conversations about money because actually it is a sensitive topic, but everybody faces money struggles or, or money positives during their lifetime. Well, it really has been great speaking with all of our amazing guests over the past months. We really appreciate everyone's advice and expertise and look forward to seeing what season two of the Money Heroes podcast has in store for us. And thanks to all those listening in on this episode of the Money Heroes podcast. I hope that you're as excited as we are to catch up again in the new academic year. If you'd like to share anything you've taken away from this episode, please visit moneyheroes.org.uk or get in touch at moneyheroes at y-m.org.uk. Don't forget to hashtag moneyheroes on Twitter. Until next time, goodbye. The Money Heroes podcast from Young Money, supported by HSBC UK, available on your favourite podcast app. Please listen and subscribe.